and welcome to Listen to These Nerds. Uh, tonight we're going to be doing an interview with Riley Hopkins about their most recent project. Riley, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, my friend. So, um, I actually don't think you've, uh, in our correspondence, you've said specifically what this project is. So, why don't you give us the baseline pitch? Ah, gotcha. So, talking about If Not Us, Then Who, that is my tabletop role-playing game i'm working on it's um currently out on itch but i'm going to i hopefully later this year kickstart a physical copy of it if not us then who is a (laughs) this this is gonna sound wild but stay with me it's a playerless game about power rangers or animorphs or sailor moon it's the idea of creating kind of a recap podcast for this show that we're all listening to or all watching together and figuring out how the show goes as we continue um it's deck-based, so you have a deck of cards and you pull from them, and on each card is like a episode. And so you could draw from it, it'll be like bottle episode or a new ranger is revealed or a villain spotlight episode. And it'll have beats on there, and you and the people you're playing with will go around the table and each talk about one of the beats and what happened in that episode as you recap it together. Then at the end of that episode you will pick a MVP, you will pick a best moment, and then you will progress on to the next one until you draw the king, which is the end game. And the end game means that the season is ending and you get to wrap up everything you can because oftentimes these shows don't get a good, clean ending. They just suddenly abruptly come to a stop. But yeah, it's based on Power Rangers, Animorph, Sailor Moon, based structure-wise on a little podcast called The Morphing Grid that I love. But yeah, that's the general idea of it. All right, so as a fan of Power Rangers. I, I'm interested to to hear, like, how, how does one go about creating a a whole season of TV for uh, a series that doesn't exist? Um, is there anything about, like, creating a team or, like, rules about, like, how many rangers you have? Like, can you go up to the legendary 10 ranger team or... <laughs> yeah like um so when you start the game like the the way that it is is each player isn't necessarily tied to just one ranger necessarily and so each episode that you go through when you draw the each card is probably like gonna be 5 10 15 minutes of actual play so in a session you'll fly through quite a few of these episodes back to back and so in that you're just burning through time because we are summarizing the episodes themselves talking about scenes that stand out to us but not getting into the kind of nitty-gritty of how it's played um as far as ranger generation goes if you want to make a ranger a you have the power to just be like i'm making a ranger this is what they're like but we also have like some tables in there that you can go in you can be like all right i want to roll for color all right i'm got am i red blue oh i'm quantum what does that i'm a solar ranger what does that mean (laughs) and like you can roll that up you can roll up what type of animal or uh symbol it is like ah am i a uh dinosaur ranger or am i a car ranger or am i a zodiac ranger which one of these what is the theme of the season and then there are um nine different types like character types that your character can be. Um, these I got from, uh, I don't know how much I've spread this around recently. Uh, two years ago, me and uh, Benny, who has been a guest on the Morphin Grid before, and some other people from the Morphin Grid Discord, went in and categorized every single Power Ranger that has ever been and assigned them 
different types to find out are blue rangers smart are red rangers like leaders and so the types that you can that we we came up with a big list that we can assign everyone to and um the types that we have are loner leader tough heart cute smart uh beauty what are these other ones oh i have to look at the list because there's so many is that it I'm not sure. I'll have to consult my list. Comedy is one of them. And then evil is the last one I put in this game because obviously you have to have some evil rangers. But yeah, and then you can assign them one to three of those and work from there. And then you have a base for who your character is. And then you just kind of follow them through the beats of the show. So other than uh, kind of defining who these rangers are, do these... Uh, traits ever come up again in the game, like in uh, when you're telling the story of an episode? They can, yeah. Um, each type has a... I'm here to find the exact I call it. It's called a trait moment or a trait complication. And so in the episode, you can kind of call on your trait specifically. Like, oh, I'm a leader. And so like right now, this character rallies the team when all is lost. And so... like. Or if I'm smart, oh, I have just the right gadget for the situation. Like, you have these specific things that you can point at and be like, bam, this is when I get to do this. And it, like, gains energy, which is kind of what the show uses for momentum. So both heroes and villains can gain energy. And, like, if your heroes keep gaining energy from getting the bests at the end of the episodes or getting the MVP and doing these cool moments then, like, the show will probably go well. Like, you'll probably have a good, successful ending where, like, the heroes win. But if, like, the villains come out tied in that, if the villains have a higher energy, then, like, at the end of the season, like, it might be a turbo situation where, like, the villain kind of wins. Like, things don't go good. And so each of the types can be utilized in that, in gaining and losing energy in that way for both heroes and for villains. So do villains also have uh, these same traits, or do they have uh, a kind of different set of uh, attributes? Same traits. Because, like, if a villain was to have their trait evoked, like, a, um, a, tough, vi- a tough villain would make the hero try to fight something that they shouldn't. Or would make the loner quit being, quit being on the team. Like, they would, like, walk away. And so... Like, all these traits still work for villains. Like, we could look at, like, a clip door from In Space, and that man was tough, and he was a le- he was a leader, and he had heart. And that's why, like, that's what makes him so compelling. You know what I mean? Like, all these heroes still have the... Or all these villains still have these same traits. It's just kind of the dark reflection of each of them. Do all villains immediately start with the evil trait? <laughs> they don't have to. Nothing in the book says... There's nothing in the book that says they got it. All right. Um, so you said these play out in about five minutes an episode. Yeah. Can you run us through what a episode might be? Yeah. I'm taking a picture now of um, one of the cards or one of the, uh, like, it's not what a card will look like in the end, but it is one of, like, the general, like, ah, these are what the cards will be. This one I posted in the chat is the hero spotlight. And so you draw this and the person who would get the card would uh, read the cold open. And so it's like cold open sent around the spotlight ranger. So 
the spotlight range in this case they are you know they're having like a rough day at school there's like a big project that's getting put on their shoulders and one of the other rangers is like oh can you watch my cat and like they have a lot of stuff piling up on them because like they're the heart of the team and so they're taking on all this other people's stuff and like being (laughs) incredibly emotionally like doing a lot of emotional and physical labor for everybody and so we see this in the cold open before the uh, theme song hits and that kind of sets the note for this episode that this ranger is going to kind of get beat into the dirt emotionally through this and then i would finish that beat and you would move to the next one where you would talk about the world interferes with their normal life so what does that look like what what happens that is that pushes this ranger over the edge in this one that like really just kind of continues to beat them down what is the the big the crux of the episode okay so if it's uh if it's about this ranger taking on a lot of responsibility like basically overextending themselves i think Mm -hmm. it's um, I, I think it's probably, like, some sort of, uh, time commitment, something that will definitely, you know, that, where they have to, like, stay in a public place for a certain amount of time, something where they can't disappear suddenly when a monster attacks kind of thing. Yes. And so then going from there to the villain complicates things is then we see that villain like looking in from their moon base or whatever on the on their little screen and doing the like, ah, ha, ha, I know the perfect way to ruin, rid myself of the Blue Ranger. And they send in a monster to that same public place. But that monster then immediately like quarantines off the area that they're in. So they're trapped in like basically like a cafe with other people and can't go Power Ranger to fight this monster. And so, like, they have to, like, keep their civilian, like, life on while the other rangers pop up on the outside. Yeah, so the other rangers are outside the glass or outside the shield or whatever and are trying to figure out how to bust in as we focus on this hero not being able to morph surrounded by civilians who are probably scared and probably taking a leadership role in there. And then we jump back over to uh, what is... um. The next, the next prompt is the spotlight. Uh, the spotlight needs help to overcome this. So, how does the spotlight, after being beaten down with all this like emotional and physical labor, like it put in this spot where their labor is needed? How can they draw on themselves and others to overcome the issue in this episode? So, I think uh, at this point, our ranger uh, being trapped but also being put in a leadership position finally sees that they need to start delegating their responsibilities out Mm. and starts to form a plan with all of the people trapped in the cafe to uh, either distract the monster or bring down the shield somehow, Um, but in a way where they they can't just do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they've talked to these other civilians, and then we jump to the next one where they get the morph call. And so they get they work with these other civilians to disrupt the shield. The shield comes down. The civilians who they've delegated to get people out of there start try to directing people out. And then, like, they line up in front of the other rangers who are all morphed. They get to shout, it's morphin' time. They morph, and then there's a fight. They get to beat the shit out of, like, the, the monster, probably in quick fashion, with, like, onlookers now looking back to be like, oh, cool, the Blue Ranger's here. And... Then the conclusion of this episode would go back to you. Right. And then the conclusion is uh, the Blue Ranger is now, uh, we're back at the, I guess, the school setting. Mm -hmm. Um, They're being asked to, you know, do more things. And they, 
And instead of immediately agreeing, like, what happens at the beginning, they take out, like, a journal or a schedule or their phone, if we're basing this mm-hmm. in the barn day and on the 90s, and and actually, like, try and schedule things out and not just take everything on immediately. Exactly. Yes. And so now you would be like, uh, I hit the first part of the episode. I did the cold open. What was uh, What was the best moment from this episode? It doesn't even have to be something we talked about. You can now flesh out one of the smaller scenes in between. But tell me, what was the best part? Um, I think the best part was when the Blue Ranger is babysitting a dog while uh, <laughs> while working in the cafe, while also trying to fundraise for the um, uh, for the uh, community center all at the same time. <laughs> Yep, that was really great. I agree with you there. Um, I get to do the MVP, and the MVP has got to go to the Blue Ranger because there's like a moment when they're huddled down in that cafe and they're talking to other people, and who are like those people are like being defeated. Like, oh man, the Rangers can't get in here and save us. And the Blue Ranger gets up like, no, because we don't need to. We can do this ourselves. We can do this together. We don't need Rangers. We're strong enough on our own and like gets the people going. And that's why Blue Ranger gets the MVP in this one. And that's a session. That's how one whole episode goes. And like, we just keep drawing these cards, keep building up energy and like get to paint the course of a whole season in this. Okay, so if we're we're counting energy, uh, what kind of energy would we have gotten from that episode we just played out? So Blue Ranger got the MVP, which means that the heroes get two energy, and the Blue Ranger like was the main excuse me was the main factor of the best moment. So that would be another energy for the heroes. So the heroes end that episode with three positive energy. Now, if we had gone in and been like, you know, what was really great was when that when the villain got there and locked the door, like he's taunted the Blue Ranger and like the Blue Ranger got like all up in his shit, like kind of like, ah, damn, he's right. I can't do everything like then maybe we could have given it the MVP to the Blue Ranger, which would have gotten the uh, Blue Ranger, the villains one, uh, two, the villains two energy and the heroes one energy. And so then the villains would be up. And so that's kind of how that plays out. All right. And you play this with a, a standard 52-card deck? As of right now, yes. Um, the physical version that I plan to be making will have different amounts of these cards. And will only have one king, which is the end game, And it will have, I think, some other cards mixed around. Because right now there's like there's four bottle episode cards. And I don't know if there needs to be four bottle episodes. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's like, yeah. and probably only two crossover episode cards. Like, I think that there's like better stuff, better things I could do by actually having control over which episodes are which. Because, like, if we draw a holiday cheer episode, we don't necessarily want to do another holiday episode and then have another holiday episode and then end game. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that seems like a weird season. I have had one game end in a holiday episode where, um, the Rangers teamed up with Santa Claus <laughs> to drive the uh, the evil away. I mean, I, it sounds weird, but I'm pretty sure that happens like in at least one episode of the actual TV show. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, that's if not us, then who? In a nutshell, and there are other people who are working on hacks of the game um, that are going to be involved in the uh, in the crowdfunding. Ben Roswell. Uh, he is doing um, 
a version of the game that's based on X-Files. So it specifically works on hacking in, working with multiple season arcs and specific character arcs. And uh, Taylor from uh, Game Closet, um, (laughs) he is making a game called This Is Gonna Be Our Year, which is a sports show (laughs) where you're doing like a sports, like a uh, ESPN first take on, and then talking about sports games that have happened in this same kind of setup. That's really interesting. I honestly, I can kind of see X Files because it's another like long running series, but I did not see sports coming. That's a a very different genre from where we are uh, with uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, here think about it. It's about a team, and it's about specific characters in that team, and it's about talking about these things that have happened in the past and like pulling out the storylines that are interesting. It works the same. The hat still fits. Yeah, I, I definitely see that now. <laughs> so, speaking of the general like project, and I, I'm guessing that some of these are going to be either stretch goals or... Uh, mm-hmm. other ads to the project. Um, let's uh, talk about the, the current elephant in the room when it comes to uh, projects, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Kickstarter United uh, Union that's uh, currently gone unrecognized by the upper management. Yeah, what's so frustrating about that is like, is that Kickstarter United, like the union has specifically asked people to not boycott the service, which is kind of frustrating as like a content creator, because like, I don't want to use the service if they're not recognizing the union. <laughs> like, And since the, the union isn't asking for people to boycott, like it's rough because like, I don't know, I don't want to launch the crowdfunding on Kickstarter. I'm like looking at Indiegogo or doing it on itch because like, that feels better than doing than because like the CEO of Kickstarter keeps putting his damn foot in his mouth and saying literally the worst stuff that I can imagine. And so it's just so frustrating to like feel like that's still an option, even though my brain knows that it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I, I know that I've only got one currently backing project and that's before every uh, all of this uh, Kickstarter United stuff uh, came to light. So I... Like, if it, something new comes out, I'm probably not going to back on Kickstarter because I don't want to be supporting it. But at the same time, I do want to support the the workers who work at Kickstarter. So mm-hmm. it's... The, be- the best option that the union has specifically requested right now is that people continue to, like, message Kickstarter and be loud about, like, hey, do this. And they might up there they might the union might call for new action later but like right now the best we can do is just follow like what they want because they're the ones who are actually involved in it and that's just sucks and is frustrating because i want to act more but like it's almost none of my business even though i'm someone who like makes part of their living on kickstarter for this project are you do you think you'll kind of let it sit in limbo while you're waiting to see how things resolve or are you just going to move to a different platform? I'm probably going to move to a different platform. Like I have the Kickstarter page already up like on like my preview and I'm editing it and working on it. And then this has all been like happening. And so I've been like, Oh, what's Indiegogo look like? What does GoFundMe look like? What does like, how could I do this just on itch? Like itch has features that will allow me to do something like this. And that would be cool to just do it there. But 
it's just figuring out the process of everything because I've already crunched all the numbers as far as how much I need to raise and like what like shipping and like uh, handling looks like in this one. But I'm just like trying to figure out like, all right, where am I going to do this and what's going to be the most effective way to do this? And like, do I wait for Kickstarter to pull its head out of the toilet and recognize the union or do I just move to a different location and do it there? Hopefully. Uh, Kickstarter pulls its head out of the toilet and we can <laughs> all get back to uh, funding and uh, creating things without them, you know, screwing over their workers. So, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? It'd be nice. Yeah. But um, so with that in mind, when do you think uh, we'll be seeing uh, this from you on whichever platform it ends up on? My let me see. Let me check out the because here's the thing is like it's it's like ready to go so <laughs> i was like maybe i'll wait till january maybe i'll do it in november um my heart my heart of hearts wants to get this out in like the rear of november but like that might edge too close to the holiday season i don't want to wait till january because i'm an impatient like kind of baby but <laughs> I'm I would I would say the best way to find out as I'm as this planning is in flux I would say would be to keep an eye on my Twitter like that is where I'm going to be able to tweet when these things are happening when they like I have an a better idea cuz I'm like I've got all the parts in my hand the puzzles put together I just don't have a table to put it down on yet <laughs> Any other um uh stretch goals or special features that aren't currently available with the uh with the the PDF release that you want to plug so people are, you know, ready to fund as soon as uh, you go yeah. live, wherever you go live? I mean, I'll have the, the physical copy is the biggest part. Like, it's going to come in a tin with art on it, and it will have all the cards just within there. So it'll be a small game that you can carry around and play on, on like, the drop of a hat, which is my biggest goal is the form factor of the game itself. I'm, that's just that's just happening. Um, I'm also hoping to get both a kind of roll twenty module, so it'll be easier to play in roll twenty, and a Twitter bot, so you it'll just be a bot that you can at, and the bot will be able to like roll up a ranger for you or give you an episode card. Like, I'm very excited about that potentiality. Those are both stretch goals that I'm super excited to hit. And then obviously the biggest stretch goal is the one that is after all of them, which is just every cent from here to here will just pay the contractors more. And so everyone who's not me will just get more money <laughs> from like, I, I know I have the numbers I can't see, but it's the same thing that Interstitial did, which is just like put more money in the hands of my friends. Yep. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I, I've been seeing that more and more on uh, projects lately and i think that's a really great thing to you know pay your uh um your contractors more i i know i definitely enjoyed it when uh i was part of a uh, a zine project uh, earlier this year so it's very good 2019 is the year we pay our friends for their labor <laughs> mm -hmm. all right uh well is there anything else you'd like to plug anything else you'd like to say anything that you think uh the listeners uh, definitely need to hear before uh, going out and finding your game. You can, you know, I don't have much else. I mean, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Rev Rye Bread. That's Rev like Reverend, Rye Bread like Rye Bread. Um, you can buy my games either at linksmithgames.com, which is my website. You can find all my games there and extra interstitial playbooks. 
Oh, or you can go to revrybread.itch.io. Both of those are chill. Um, you can also, if you like, if you like me, I do some other podcasts, mainly over on the Orange Groves Network, where I do uh, 294 Note Streak, where we have put every song that's ever been in Guitar Hero on a bracket. And I've just been working our way through that bracket. <laughs> um, there's been some good uh, good challenges. Uh, Knights of Sidonia by Muse is currently up against uh, Monsters by Matchbook Romance. And that is a tight matchup, actually. And so we talk about it at length. Um, and the other podcast is Bed Bath & B, which is becoming less of a podcast and more of a <laughs> interpretive art project me and joe may or may not be trapped in hell and there may be an arg to get us out of it who knows <laughs> all right well uh we'll definitely link out to all of that in our descriptions i dropped off of bed bath and b for a while back when we were still talking about bionicle and i feel like i need to go back and get back into it now because i i am very interested in what has happened to that podcast. We've gone through Beyblade, Batman, Battletoads. Uh, we're currently, we just finished The Bouncer, and we're about to, we're about to uh, step onto our next, uh, next episodes, and I'm very excited for people to see those. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us, and uh, uh, best of luck with finding a platform to uh, host your project. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.